your leadership inspire trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, leaders. Today, Jesse is going to be talking about the six C's of engagement. Jesse, before we get started, could you just explain what is engagement and why does it matter? Sure. Engagement has to do with your passion for whatever you're doing and your connection to the organization that you're involved with in what you're doing. Engagement could be your engagement in your family. You know, you want your kids to kind of be engaged with where you're going as a family. It can be if you're leading a volunteer organization, how engaged are those volunteers? How passionate are they about the, the work that they're doing and about your organization? And uh, of course, employee engagement is a, a huge deal. It's a, it has to do with how well the employees are passionate about the work that they're doing and how affectionate they are for the, the greater organization. So why is that something that's important for leaders to focus on? First of all, it is quickly becoming known as one of the key ingredients for companies in their bottom line. When they realize whether their customers are engaged with the company or employees are engaged or not engaged, it makes a huge difference in their bottom line. There's a, a famous quote by Jack Welch uh, of GE fame who said that there are only three measures that can tell you nearly everything you need to know about your organization's or overall performance. Employee engagement, customer satisfaction, and cash flow. So, you know, he put, one of the great leaders of our time put employee engagement in the top. What's kind of sad is that when companies measure how well their employees are engaged, the numbers are pretty sobering. There's only about a quarter at any given company, there's only 20 to 25% of employees are what we'd call fully engaged. They're really aligned with the company. They're passionate about the work that they're doing. They would probably say they love their job. They believe in what they're doing. 50% are actually actively disengaged. That effectively means that they hate their job. And this is all across the country. Half the people basically hate their job. And then the other 25% or so are just kind of uh, going through the motions. They don't love it. They don't hate it. But they're certainly, what, what's not happening is people, if they're not fully engaged, they're not actually giving you the benefit of their discretionary effort. So it could really make a huge difference to your organization if you learn effective ways to actively engage your employees. That's right. So you've come up with what you call the six C's of engagement. The first one is context, which is why. Yes, this is all about helping the uh, people on your team. And whether that's you know, your team as an employer or as a, a, a volunteer organization or even a family, um, does everybody on the team know the team's purpose? Or even if, if there's a specific thing that you're asking people to do or a change that you're introducing, you know, why is, why are you making this change? Is this just something you're doing because you just thought it was the program, the cool program of the day? Or is there a real reason behind it? And you'd be surprised how much of a difference that makes when people recognize, understand what the real reason is behind something, they're a lot more likely to get on board. It's important for leaders to communicate the why, the context, early and often because leaders feel like they like they are doing it more than they really are. It doesn't actually 
hit people. Um, they don't actually remember it. There's a, a career coach uh, named Kevin Brunfleck who tells this great story of he and his wife going out for a walk near their home, and they come across some construction workers, and they've dug up the street by their home, and they're laying this orange pipe. Kevin and his wife walk over and, and ask, you know, why are you guys doing this? And the employees said, Ah, uh, we don't really know. We were just told to lay orange pipe here. And, you know, they were completely disconnected from the context. Uh, they were just going through the motions, just trying to get a paycheck with the least amount of effort. When you don't even know why you're doing the basic actions of your job, you can imagine how disengaged you're going to feel. And so whether it's communicating the overall context, the overall why for your company, uh, or even down to the granular level like that. It's something that leaders need to make sure that you communicate early and often. Okay. The next C is clarity or vision. Yes. Vision uh, is all about where are we going? What future are we creating together as a team? Uh, again, this is something that you got to think about communicating proactively and doing it often or else the clarity doesn't ever occur or, or it won't last. Uh, Michael Hyatt, a well-known blogger who's the chairman of a major publishing company, tells a story about when he was still at a junior level at one of his employers, he was um, making a, a deal you know, with a third party and the big boss at his company was present at this meeting. So it, it was like two layers up with this boss. As Michael was laying the out outlines of this deal with a third party, he could see the big boss getting kind of uncomfortable, but he didn't say anything. And so Michael went ahead and they finished up the deal and everybody went their separate ways. And the, the next day, Michael gets this memo from, his, from the big boss, just a blistering memo asking him, you know, why are you like trying to run our company into the ground and basically calling into question Michael's integrity. And Michael thought he had done a, was doing a great thing for the company. What what was going on there was there was a disconnect in alignment. The 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 big boss thought that people knew what the vision of the company was, but the deal that Michael had put together was basically going off in a different direction. And so to the big boss, it felt like you know blatant disobedience. It felt like mutiny, and he just hadn't gotten out there enough and said over and over in different communication methods what the vision is. Michael talks about that in episode 15 of his podcast, a good story with more um, details in it. But you know, what's interesting about these first two C's, context and clarity, is if you're a leader, depending on what, you know, what level you are, these two things might be handed to you. They might be, uh, you may not have had the opportunity to set the context or set the clarity. But you, as as a leader, you may still be it may still be your responsibility to fully enroll or you know to fully own what has been handed down to you from the senior leaders, and then you need to make that your own and and translate that into the why and the vision that your people can relate to. So when we look at all these six C's, we're going to see that some of them are totally up to you. Um, these two may or may not be. You may be kind of inheriting these, if you will, and yet you still have to make it 100% your own. You need to get fully behind it and make them crystal clear for so that people can get engaged with what's going on. The third C is credibility or trustworthiness. 
This is an example. Unlike the first two, credibility is all about you and it's 100% your responsibility. Why should people trust you as a leader? First of all, are you competent? Do you know what you're talking about? And secondly, are you honest and authentic? Or are you just putting on a show? And we see all the time people that are, you know, they, they, they're backstabbers. They have a basic lack of integrity. They may have, you know, yes men following them uh, out of some sort of, um, you know, selfish purposes. But generally speaking, they're not really going to have an engaged group of uh, followers or team members. So it's important to think about questions, you know, like, do you practice what you preach? Do your actions match your words? And it's very important as a leader that your words and your actions are aligned with each other and are communicating credibility. And also this part of this is just your bearing. Are you mindful of how you just come across when you're interacting people or even if you're just quiet in a meeting, you know, do you have the bearing or the demeanor of a trustworthy, competent leader? There's a, a great story of a, of a guy that I totally respect who actually had his um, credibility called into question and I thought he handled it really well. Uh, he was the, the, the senior vice president of human resources at a major manufacturer. It was his job, among others, to really champion the company's culture of safety. You know, everywhere he went, he was really reminding people, you know, make safety a priority, don't take shortcuts, do the right thing, keep, hold each other accountable. Well, one day he comes into the office and uh, an employee has sent him an email and said, this morning I was driving behind someone driving very fast, going way beyond the speed limit and driving quite aggressively. And I actually got a good look at this person and recognized that it was you. And I just want to say, you know, as one of the employees who looks up to you, I view that as not practicing what you preach. Um, I respected what Joseph did with that input. He, he didn't, first of all, he didn't, you know, take revenge on the employee. He didn't blow it off. He actually thought about it for a few days um, thought about how he was going to change his behavior. And then he took the employee's name out, but and he shared that message with the entire organization. He said, I just want you to know, you know, I, I have been caught here and I intend to change my ways and this is not excusable and I take full responsibility for it. So it's not that I think credibility means that you have to be perfect. You know, none of us are perfect. But are you are you trustworthy? And is your integrity worth it to you to make choices and to be as transparent as possible. Okay. The next C that you are talking about is caring, well-being. What's that about? You know, when you think about the leaders that you've had, it makes a difference if you truly believe that that person cares about you as a person. That they, It's not that they just care about you as a cog in a machine but that they, they actually want you to be happy. They want you to be satisfied in your work. Maybe they even care about your, your life outside of work. The, the same company that I was just talking about, you know, that, that, that the whole safety culture that they were working on creating came out of a sense of caring for their employees that they just realized, you know, we are get, having too many people get hurt and occasionally even killed on the job. And those are people that we actually care about and all the way up to the CEO level, I mean, he said, gosh, darn it, I'm not going to take it anymore. Um, I'm the CEO and I'm making a stand on safety. 
if people don't like it, then they should leave. This is going to be one of our most important hallmarks. I would rather choose safety over profitability, which is a very, it's one thing to say it, it's a very courageous thing to actually put actions behind that. Well, you can imagine that at first, you know, it, it takes a while for a message like that to stick. But over and over again, as the actions really did match up with that message, people really paid attention and they realized that Dave, the CEO, Joseph, the Senior Vice President of Human Resources, and, and other leaders, they cared about that not because, not, I would say not only because it was smart business, but there was a genuine caring for employees, that they wanted their people to do well and to go home at the end of every day to their families with all their fingers and toes and hands and arms intact, that they really saw the employees as people and cared about them. That makes a big difference in how much you're willing to go above and beyond for your boss or for your organization as a whole. Another important C is connecting or relationship. Yeah, these, and I'm going to say up front, the last two that I'm talking about here are two that are easy for leaders to ignore or downplay. And yet I think all six are pretty equally important. Connecting has to do with whether you and I have anything in common. When I look up to the leaders that I follow, I want to know if they take the time to interact with me in ways that stimulate me, um, whether that's emotionally or socially or recreationally or intellectually. Otherwise, they are, they're kind of just a talking head. It, this can happen on teams of any size, even a, a you know, relatively small team like we have at, at Aspendale Communications. We're a group of consultants working on different projects for our clients. It's very easy for us to be so focused on our clients, their problems and their needs, and the work that needs to get done, that all our interactions with each other, with our colleagues on our team, are you know just transactional and they're not really creating true connections from an emotional or intellectual uh, perspective or even recreational perspective so we kind of when we realized that we, we changed a few things one thing that we did is we started having and, and this will sound silly to some people but it, it fit our, us pretty well is having a, a book study where we picked a book and every and once a week we would discuss a chapter in that book that was important for our field. And so, you know, you had us all growing intellectually and, and debating different issues. And so we're making intellectual connections with each other. And that's a form of uh, relationship. And then also, it had been a while since we really had just gotten together and talked about, you know, mutual things in common, about where we're going as a, as a team, have some fun together. And so we took a, a couple days this summer and got away at, uh, at Putin Bay in the Lake Erie Islands and, you know, had a fun, but yet high value time together. When you, so you sometimes have to, to look for other ways to make those connections. And sometimes that's doing, just making sure that you as a leader are spending time walking around in the different locations you are and stopping and chatting with people. Sometimes it's staging events where you are connecting with people you can get so big that you have you have so many people on your team that you can't even respond to all their emails. You know, you can't respond to tweets individually. And so you kind of pick and choose responses here and there. So maybe you're making some connections, but then you, you have to start doing other things. And so, well, we talked about Michael Hyatt earlier. You know, one of the things that he did as he, he's gotten to that point where he has so many 
people following him that he doesn't, he can't really respond to emails and so so much so forth anymore. So to kind of create an additional emotional connection, he started a weekly podcast because when someone's listening to you for a half an hour every week or they're watching a video of you, they get to know your more your personality as opposed to just pure you know writing. And he also recently came out with a full book. And so a book is a longer emotional connection. So as a leader, you, you just need to look for what can you do given your level of leadership to make those kind of connections that build relationship. The last C, but in your own personal experience, this is not the least important, is coaching or career development. Yes, uh, or personal development if it's not necessarily an, um, an employee engagement issue. This is about, you know, are you as a leader fully supporting me? And then beyond that, are you actually helping me advance toward my goals? Uh, are you helping me learn, grow, and achieve my full potential? We see um, engagement, especially employee engagement, a big factor of that is whether the person feels like they're growing in their job and are they, is there really a future for them. That future may actually be different than what you might typically imagine for that employee. So you have to take the time to get to know them. And uh, yeah, as you know, in my past, I've had some great bosses, some great leaders, and others that, you know, that didn't necessarily take the time to get to know me, you know, especially, let's say I'm a Gen Xer, they're in an older generation, and so they kind of made assumptions about what's important for me, or they just didn't, it wasn't even a priority at all, didn't even think about the fact that I needed to learn and grow, and I needed, I didn't even realize I needed it myself, I was thought I was personally responsible for it, and that's true, but it's always good to have someone older and wiser provide you with some coaching. And so that would have been helpful to kind of to kind of guide me. I think it's also important to realize, because uh, I know there'll be some young younger people listening to this who think, okay, I'm brand new in my organization. Um, how can I provide coaching? I want to be a leader, but I mean, who the heck am I gonna gonna coach? And I think it's important to realize that coaching can happen both ways and it's in, it's a very engaging experience for both people involved and and you got to be careful about you know sort of providing unsolicited advice but if you can be sensitive to what other people need and what you may have what you may know that they don't know it can be pretty powerful i discovered early in my career throughout my 20s and even in my late teens that my technology savvy was highly valued by people around me so they may not I may not have had any gray hairs, but they saw me as a whiz kid when it came to technology. There was a, a counseling center where I worked in Cincinnati. It was a very engaging experience for me because as a new counselor, I was counseling people, but that was such a new experience for me. So I was very open to coaching from my leaders and they you know, realized it was their responsibility. And so they did coach me on how to be a better counselor. But they also uh, saw expertise that I had on the technology front basically allowed me to coach them. During my time there, I guided them into the, the you know, modernizing all of their systems. So that is hugely engaging in both directions, but it's something that a lot of leaders forget because you can be so focused on just achieving organizational goals. So are these all the skills that you're going to need to have to engage the people in your organization? Well, that's a great question. And it's uh, first of all, I would say this is not all that goes into engagement, but a lot of the other things that factor into engagement 
I can't say 100% of the time that you have full control over. These six are things that every leader can take personal responsibility for, that you can, even even if the, the why and the vision, the context and the clarity, even if those two things are things that you inherit, you still have full control over translating that and how well it gets communicated um, and how well you believe in it and then can engage your people. All six of these are totally your responsibility and you can make a huge difference in all six. And I would say, assuming that your starting point, that the people that you're trying to engage have the personality type that is a good fit, then you, regardless of all the other variables, you can move somebody into that fully engaged category. Okay. Thanks, Jesse. That's all the time we have for this show, but I'd like to encourage you to join us next time when we discuss crafting a communication strategy. If you like our show, please rate us on iTunes. That makes a huge difference in helping more people discover it. Go to engagingleader.com slash iTunes. We would love to know your thoughts about this episode. Go to engagingleader.com, click on the show notes for this episode, and scroll down to the bottom. Or connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter, where I am at Jesse Leahy. This is a production of Asmodale Communications, a consulting firm where my colleagues and I partner with midsize and large employers on internal communication strategies. Find out more at AspendaleCommunications.com. Our thanks to Joe Sherwood, our producer, Arthur Hankey, our sound engineer, Cliff Ravenscraft, our podcast advisor, Rick Tarrant, our announcer, and Christopher Seal, who composed our theme music. Until next time, remember, whether you realize it or not, you are always communicating and leading. Let's make the most of our opportunities to engage the people we care about.